0: There's this bar and vegan restaurant, which is cool, in, uh, I don't know, Canada? <laughs> uh-huh. I, I went to, and uh, it was called the Black Lodge, and it was, like, Twin Peaks themed. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. That's cool. Exciting, uh, I, right? I, I, like, I like how you, uh, you described it as, I don't know, Canada.
0: Yeah, I, can, I can't <laughs> remember where. <laughs> um. One of the big ones, Toronto or something.
1: Mm, <laughs> Toronto, uh. Let's uh, what's see? the what? one that all the punk bands? are Vancouver, Vancouver. Oh, maybe that's it. British. Actually, Florida. the
0: easiest way would type in Canada Black Lodge Bar, uh, yeah, Vancouver. Yeah, Vancouver.
1: That's where it was. Yep. We're doing the old fact check again. The old fact checking <laughs> myself. The old fact checking. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> but it's a cool, cool place. If anyone's in Vancouver, oh wait, uh, the Black Lodge is closing its doors this month and vancouver from 2021 never mind
1: uh Uh, you can't go to the black lodge (laughs) nothing good can ever last nope Welcome to Accelerative Thrust. My name is Dan. <laughs> and I'm Eric. And yeah, we're going to talk about a lot of cool stuff. Hey, you know what? I saw something kind of, uh, I don't know. I don't know what, what your thoughts are about this, but I kind of thought this sounded kind of cool. Uh, Are you a Pharrell fan at all?
0: Mm, I mean, I'm not, a, I, I don't hate him.
1: Okay. I, um,
0: I don't know much uh, of his stuff. So. Okay. um. I like that I, he wears a buffalo hat inspired like, by Malcolm McLaren. But Buffalo go
1: around the outside. I like a lot of Pharrell's like um earlier work. Like I like the uh, first couple of NERD albums. Hmm. Hmm. And um I've always been a big appreciator of Pharrell. But anyway, he's coming out with a uh, apparently an autobiographical movie. Hmm. Or I I don't know, maybe that's I'm not sure if that's the right way to to say it, but Pharrell is going to tell his life story with Legos in a new movie. (laughs) So it's going to be a Lego movie about Pharrell's life. And here's why I think that that's kind of cool. I'm not, I I haven't seen like the Lego movie or Lego Batman or any of that stuff. Mm, mm -hmm. Don't really have any desire to, but why I think that's cool is uh, for all of his, you know, eccentric, because, you know, Pharrell pretty eccentric in the sort of like uh, Missy Elliott, Andre 3000 kind of way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, That is the most Pharrell thing to do.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cool. I'd probably so, see it just because I do like the uh, Lego movie.
1: I thought it was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. And I'm not even saying that I don't dislike it. It's just I haven't seen it. And mm-hmm. I've never really had the desire to, but uh, are, are you telling me that it's good? Oh,
0: yeah, I absolutely am. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay. It's uh, super well made. It's a like a really fun thing to watch, kind of like those um, uh, Spider-Verse movies. Like, even if you mm-hmm. didn't give a shit, it's, like, awesome looking. Uh, sure. The score is by uh, Mark Mothersbaugh. Um, a lot of good songs on the soundtrack.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yeah, I think it's a great movie.
1: Yeah. yeah I mean, and it, it automatically it wins points just for having Mark Mothersbaugh.
0: Yeah, Will Arnett is in it. Um, uh, he also, he does the Lego Batman voice for everything. Uh, so like uh-huh. even the Lego Batman movie, uh, and he's great at it because he's funny. And um, mm. I don't know, don't have much else to say. You should probably watch
1: it. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, it's only, it's only a couple hours of your life, and it, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, it's um, it's a couple hours I don't have. I got to prepare the bunker, Eric. I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: sure. Well, you could have it on in the background.
1: Well, yeah, but then I'm not paying attention to it. See, I have prepper meals that I got to store away. Oh, in the I thought you were
0: just stacking cans and setting foodie no, traps. No, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm one of those foodies. I'm one of those foodie preppers. <laughs> You're you know, a meal prepper. <laughs> I, I'm a meal prepper. Yeah, exactly. I'm i uh, I'm yeah. like I'm like the celebrity chefs. I'm like a celebrity chef mm. in the bunker, you know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
0: you,
1: making. You got like, any
0: spare room in that
1: bunker there? No, yeah. but I got spare ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of them. You can come over for them if you want. Wow. Time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they'll find you in like the first day from the smells of awesome barbecue coming out of yeah. the the chimney of your bunker.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, They're like from the ground there's like this smoke cloud coming up and yeah. It smells like barbecue.
0: I mean, unless there's just a lot of people on burning uh, on the surface, then it probably oh, would yeah. smell about the same. Oh, speaking <laughs> of dark uh burnt meat, what about burnt ends? You ever heard of that group? Mm, oh, yes, yes. Well, I bet but, uh I bet one of our one of our guests today likes burnt ends.
1: Yeah, and you know, it turns out that at least <laughs> one of our guests and more than one of our guests mm-hmm. was in a group called burnt ends. Yeah. We mm-hmm. got there. We up Buster. <laughs> got, the cat's it, looking at me.
0: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Buster? Is he are you ever going to rein this in? Are you ever going to make this burnt ends connection or what?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's let's just um yeah, just keep going.
0: Okay, so who was in this uh, band called Burnt Ends? So we should probably—they've been waiting in the waiting room for a little. Oh, are
1: thing. they? Are they there right now? <laughs> yeah. MJ Dunlap. Yep, that's him. Hmm. Michael mm-hmm. Dunlap. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Steve Hansen. Steve is joining Hansen us too. Yep. And yeah. and now is it is it just Steve and MJ?
0: As far as I can tell.
1: Okay, that's what yeah. I thought. Well, yeah. let's bring but them all in. We should oh, also sorry.
0: say that they're in. They're in a current group called 10 Tigers AC.
1: Which stands for 10 Tigers and Collective.
0: Yeah, and we Which, just reviewed their record not long just, ago.
1: I'm telling you right now, uh, Dreams for Sale, their record. Mm-hmm. I actually just got the vinyl yesterday.
0: Oh, cool. Is it and good put, looking? Looking it's, good? It's
1: it's sharp. And uh, hmm. I'll tell you what, it sounds great on vinyl. And there's things that I noticed, and I might actually... Uh, address this today mm-hmm. there's things that i noticed listening to the physical um mm-hmm. copy that i didn't really notice on spotify and yeah
0: well there's a chance it was mastered for vinyl you know yeah oh what they, did you just get a message saying I, why won't you let us hey, into are, the Zoom?
1: we are all logged in we're ready when you are
0: <laughs> all right shit great start they already hate us
1: yeah we'll address that we'll be like oh yeah, we'll you came on our show
0: yeah yeah, you knew you knew what to expect. You know what we're to expect. We're
1: dumb. You listen to us. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, All here right. they
0: come. Oh man, you guys are smoking siggies Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> we're
1: we're outside in
2: cigars. Lola. Wow. We're outside in our normal um, break from rehearsal space, oh. just to be comfortable. Nice. Cool. It's
3: weird that it's light out yeah i gotta see all these guys in the light
1: yeah
0: yeah well thanks for being with us y'all wow absolutely the whole dang crew that's awesome
1: yeah so uh yeah here we are with 10 tigers and collective how are you guys doing this morning so far so good or this uh early afternoon i guess you could say why don't we uh just kind of start with um a history of uh you know, 10 Tigers and Collective. I think that that's really cool that you guys have the, uh, we were just kind of talking about this, me and Eric about how it's pretty cool that you guys kind of have the um, th- this idea of having like guests come in and jam. And so it's kind of more of like a collective approach than just a band. Uh, Cause you know, I noticed on the credits on the vinyl that you have like Blake on it and uh, Brian Getkin is on it and um, they're not, you know full-time members of the band i suspect but um i think that's really cool and so um yeah so what what led up to the formation of 10 tigers ac
4: well uh i guess i'll start and then those guys can chime in and correct me as we go uh so nate's actually um he's got a pretty good story where originally the ac kind of stood for and a camel um but uh you know that that goes back to his um his circus days, and uh, so. But as we were as we we're going, like I mean, and collective kind of seems like it, it fits um, the mode. Uh, and I was I was going to bring this up last Wednesday at band night, and I started to, and then uh, we got sidetracked, um, probably because we were drinking and stuff. But uh, they uh, they kind of it, it's been like a poker night only we play music instead of cards. So like every Wednesday for the last, I don't know, Nate, like 20 some years. 25 years. 25 years. We, we would just get together for band night on Wednesdays um, or they might have changed throughout the years, but, um, and it was just like, we're gonna record, we're gonna the jam, we're gonna do whatever we're doing for music. and And whoever wanted to participate was welcome to come along. And uh, so, like, if you look at SoundCloud, I think we got, I mean, I think there's probably uh, on our SoundCloud stuff we put out there, there's probably, what, five or six other musicians that we didn't credit on this album that have participated throughout
2: the years.
1: So was the idea originally kind of an improv situation at first then?
2: Yeah, I think it first started just as a few people getting together and really, teaching each other how to play songs together, uh, acoustic guitars mostly. Um, Chad Yoakum was involved. Uh, Rebecca, gosh, what's her last name? She was there in the very beginning. Uh, oh, Perry Hines,
4: he was a part of it too back then.
2: And we would play and just, just kind of jam and play. We'd play things like hymns and um, all sorts of just basic songs. And then I moved to a place down on the Mississippi by the Spillway, and we started then going there and playing together, and uh, eventually played together long enough that um, actual songs started coming out of it, and I had a a Roland eight-track recorder at the time, and we started recording the uh, practices and rehearsals, and... Then not too long after um, John Watkins and John Bolt started coming over and all of a sudden Mm -hmm. burn-ins came out of that and that was uh, four or five years of burn-ins and then I moved to a different house and we had the wine cellar on Roscoe uh, Avenue and uh, we did a lot of jamming there and recording and writing songs and really using the multi-track recorders to write the songs <clears throat> that a lot of them we've never even played live and don't even know how to at this point. <laughs> uh, but uh, just always was a, the night of the week that you looked forward to, to help you get through the rest of the work week and um Finally ended up here uh, out on Hale Street in uh, basically a spare bedroom in our house and our recording equipment got better over the years. And so what is now the record we have just recently put out is um, all rehearsal recordings. We record all our rehearsals basically, and we picked some of the best Recordings did minimal overdubs, uh vocals mostly to make them a little bit better. That's kind of where we're at.
0: Wow. So a lot of the record was recorded live, like as a live band then?
3: All of it, yeah.
0: Wow. Wow. I didn't realize. That's amazing. It sounds Absolutely. great.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really does. Yeah. yeah. The so funny older thing older, was is that as, as right. we
4: were going, we were like we, we, we picked a couple of those live recordings. We're like, okay, we like this one. Like, maybe there was a particular part or jam we liked. And then when we finally sent it off to start getting mixed and everything, um, every week we would play again. We're like, oh, we should have sent that one. That one was better.
0: <laughs> nice. So since you guys kind of started as just getting together and jamming and everything, did you already have, like, set roles in the band, or did you sort of fall into... Like oh I kind of like playing bass better than whatever. Like was it set from the beginning what you guys play or did you just find it as you went?
4: Well, I, I think that's kind of an interesting question. Like over the years, because I think when we get well when we were playing as Burnt Ends, um, which like Mike Clifton, he's on this album. He was an original Bur- Burnt Ends member as well. Um, it was always funny because when we'd be playing live shows like we'd play like two or three songs and then you'd see everybody take off their guitars and we'd all trade and so somebody would play bass <laughs> on, on different um songs um but then when we uh we came back well then we had like times where we we're just in the studio so it's just like anybody could pick up any instrument they wanted you know we've got keyboards a flute or whatever and, <laughs> and then yeah yeah we got a pocket saxophone um but but, uh then like about two years ago when or right after i moved back into the area we started getting getting together again and we were still doing where we were just recording songs but we were starting to play a little bit live and and we uh we knew uh reganator was like he always enjoyed um our music and talked about participating so then we were like hey let's see if he's available to come jam with us and he said he'd play bass and so then we're like okay i guess he's our bass player (laughs) sweet (laughs) same same thing with steve he was was a drummer from the beginning you Mm -hmm. know
0: so i know um some of you guys are in other active bands right or uh, maybe not right at the moment but during as you've been playing like do you guys see this sort of like like a side project from those things or like a core thing you're working on yeah i don't know if like a reprieve is this kind of like where you go to blow off
2: some steam yeah i think i think for sure um it's definitely been uh wednesday night has been regular for us it's been fun out of the get-go and for me being another band i think it's been kind of a reprieve like you said it's been nice nice change of pace from what i'm
3: used to i guess what's your what's your band cool what do you play? Other band. <laughs> band is heavyweight. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And so it's, a, it's a big change, just, um,
2: from what I'm used to. I guess. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you feel like you bring any elements of heavyweight with you, or is it a completely separate thing with the two bands? Because definitely heavyweight is is a much different style of music.
3: You yeah, know. For so sure. no, I think I think it's, it's it's definitely separate. I bring a little bit of vocals, I guess, backup vocals. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's about the only thing that I bring from, from heavyweight, I guess. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, one of the things
1: that I wanted to mention that I kind of, uh, I kinda, I'm kind of, i kind of picking up on sort of this, like, Nate and MJ, you're the two main vocalists, correct?
4: Yeah, I'd say, that's, I'd say Nate's probably the main vocalist that I happen to sing okay. back up on a few and then sing on one song.
1: Okay, so one of the things that me and Eric talked about was how we really liked the vocals on the record because they kind of added this like quirkiness through like this really sort of like vibey atmospheric kind of music, you know, like at times, I think we both kind of described it as almost like a rockabilly singer, you know, or something like that, which I think is really, really cool because I think it really gives you guys a very unique sound. But one of the things that I kind of picked up on was, uh, it sort of seems like there's this combination of like with the lyrical content and maybe I'm looking too into it, but sort of like this combination of almost like an apocalyptic sort of theme mixed with like, um, emotional, I guess, kind of like, I, I, what comes to mind is that song pancakes. I mentioned that, uh, that's one of my favorite songs. And I just, I feel like the lyrics are just so direct and, uh, like are very relatable, but like the first song, you know, you're, you're kind of singing about science or at least that's the words, you know, that's the lyrics. And so to, to me, it sounds like a futuristic, like almost like a futuristic, like Americana record or something. It's mm-hmm. kind of the way that I would describe it. And I I just, that's so cool to me.
2: Well, that's yeah. I don't know. I've been thinking about, um, you, the review that you talked about um the last podcast of reviewing our record and how there's a kind of a country twang to it which i'm not sure where that comes from it's um must be a natural thing because i don't know that any of us are really into country twang music at all and it yeah i don't know where that comes from and, and that's um maybe just natural but as far as the lyrics go, uh, like "Thaw," the the song with the uh, soft science reference, that song and uh, "Dreams for Sale," most of those lyrics were all written by Blake Daly, mm. and so I don't ever know where he's coming from or where he comes <laughs> up with them. We'll we'll record some music. And then it's time to basically, this is where the lyrics come from. It's time for that part of the song to happen. And none of us really have a lot to say. So we pretty much write some lyrics that are hopefully not dumb and maybe aren't even all that cohesive, even throughout one song. But maybe we hope that there's a line or two in there that might resonate with the listener you know, who knows what they might think they mean and that's fine too. Yeah. Uh, but Blake will come and, and like uh, dreams for sale, for instance, there is like four pages of lyrics in that song. And he <laughs> basically is like, well, I think I might be able to sing something to that. And he doesn't have any papers or anything he's reading off of. And then mm. out comes this whole song in one take and yeah. he, he's sung the whole thing. And we're like, did he really just make all that up? Or <laughs> did, has he been sort of keeping this in his back pocket And for a situation like this? And I, to this day, do not know the answer to that. But the songs that the rest of us here have contributed lyrics to, um, really, that was the goal. Have some lyrics that maybe one line at a time might have some meaning but not necessarily wanting to say anything too important as a whole
4: well and i want to add to that a little um so yeah i mean like the whole thing with blake it's really kind of funny i mean we had to sit there and listen to the song a bunch of times so we could write down all the words because we're like all right well he doesn't you know he's not uh he doesn't come to band practices and isn't the singer so we got to figure out how we're doing this song (laughs) um and so uh but what's interesting when you bring up pancakes is that Nate actually, he wrote all of the words, I think for pancakes or most of the song he had, he had had, um, I think it's some ideas. Cause I remember back in the burnt end days, which, um, ironically, like, so pancakes is probably one of the oldest songs that we'd ever worked on, like from 22 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, like he would, He'd get ideas, even if, um, you know, on his way back and forth from Minnesota, and he'd, like, jot down a few of them as he was going, like, and, um, and then bring them to us. But when you, like, if you were to look at all of our, our complete catalog of stuff that we've never even published or put out there, the, the, a lot of the lyrics were us sitting around right where they're at right now, and somebody would pick up a notepad and write down one line or two, and then they'd set it down or hand it to the next guy, and then we'd continue to bullshit. And somebody might hear something or think of an idea, and they'd write it down. And then, like maybe, a, maybe it's a kind of a theme would happen, but sometimes the theme it would be randomness. But then the, the theme was created from the randomness. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Cool, cool.
1: That's almost 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 reminds me of like a writer's workshop class or something. I didn't realize that Blake um, did a lyrics to a couple of the songs that's that's really interesting um you know so how big so blake was he involved like more so like in the beginning of the group or is it just kind of like he's always kind of been coming coming and going hey, so he would, he would just
3: show it. up at band practice like at band <laughs> night
1: <laughs> just like random well-
4: no well so like when they was talking about the cabin so like that we had the original recording equipment in so when i was down there like i don't know i remember seeing blake play in like a band when he was in high school i think it was called like uh left at the light or Mm. you know something like that paraguay yeah it was paraguay thanks dan Mm -hmm. um and i was like oh i wanted to get try to get better at recording so i was like hey do you want to come over i've got this space here and i'll record you guys band and do like three tracks for you won't charge anything just for fun and uh yeah the guys he brought over they were there it was pretty cool it was fun to keep uh, tabs on what the kids in school were doing as far as like the indie band scene Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. i don't know something about blake just uh stuck with us where we were like hey do you want to come and jam with us and then I I remember was burned tens and he was like 18 years old. We were ha- taking him into bars, you know, to play with us <laughs> till two mm-hmm. in the morning, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So he's always been a really good friend of ours and participated. And he's gone on to do many wonderful things. And it's like uh, it's kind of like the rest of the um, the collective, like uh, Jake Stambro or some other people. That's like well, when they're around, they just they know on Wednesday nights they're gonna come and pop in and we'll we'll do whatever we're doing that night with them around
1: it's really cool so it's like a rotating open door i like that yeah it
4: has been though that this core group now that's um playing like for about the last year and a half two years um where the uh the randomness of others is a little less but i think that's just as life changes you know
1: sure Mm -hmm.
0: yeah yeah i was wondering um because you know when we do reviews we 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 try to sort of dissect things and sometimes we're way off base, you know? (laughs) So I don't know if we were with you guys or if we connected with some things that were there, but in your opinion, do you guys have uh, like core sounds or uh, genres or bands or whatever that you sort of see yourself alongside or were a big influence on what you do? Or is it just kind of like, you've known each other forever, you've all listened to very similar things and it just comes out.
3: It's all about the meat puppets. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm referring to, yeah. Yeah, yeah 100% meat puppets.
3: <laughs> I think it's you know, the latter. It's just what we feel comfortable playing. I, that's yeah. my opinion.
2: Yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, I mean, as far as the meat puppets go, uh, I, <laughs> I have heard of them so many times over the years and never really, sat down and listened to them until the last two weeks and i like them a lot and i I credit you for making me listen to them (laughs) Um, last podcast but i think another thing that maybe will lets us feel like it's okay to be a little um silly or not worry too much about how emotional or intellectual the vocals are is I think a a lot of us are big wean fans. And so Mm -hmm. that Uh is like, okay, you can make music that sounds good. And the, you know, the vocals don't necessarily have to be some big poetic, uh, meaningful, emotional thing, but there's lots of other influences. I think for me anyway, one of our big um, things that, helps us to keep trudging along is simplicity in what we're playing so that it's easy to uh, add something to it whether you're playing the bass or the guitar or, um, drums is that we we keep the song really quite simple most of the songs don't have lots of different chord changes simplicity and repetition i think is the uh tenet of a lot of our songs and I'm I'm not sure exactly where that comes from but I think of uh, Spaceman 3 and Spiritualized a lot as far as that goes even though we don't necessarily sound like them. Velvet Underground maybe a little bit too where we just like to keep a good solid sound going and it leaves it wide open for anyone to do you know whatever they're feeling
4: yeah One of my favorite things that I would hear people say when we used to play back in the day was that because we had so many guitar players going that everybody would be watching us, but they'd be like, well, we don't know who's doing what, but there's a lot of guitar sound, but it's it's everybody's doing something fairly simple, but then you're, you're putting it all t- together and it's like this this sound, this wall of sound.
3: Yeah. yes. I still don't yeah. know who plays what on guitar.
1: you know that that adds to the whole simplicity too because i i noticed that like there's also a lot of like buildup like within that simplicity and so in the end it's almost like deceptively simple to me because it like it sounds like i mean because of that wall of sound it sounds like there's just tons of stuff going on you know and that's, that's what I really like about the presentation of the record as well.
0: Yeah, and I, I like, we'll just tell you what we think of your band at this point, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but no, MJ, when you said like there's a bunch of stuff, like especially guitars going at all at the same time, one thing I really did like, because they're kind of simple lines, they're also intricate with the within each other. And I I really enjoyed that no one really got in each other's way. People seem to be doing their own thing but all as a, a collective, you know, and I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know if that's an intentional thing or just like, that's how it works because you guys know each other and, and, and notice that's it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Right there. We all, um, we all trust what everyone's doing. So it all falls.
4: Well, you know, you, you do it enough and you like like, um, it's, it's natural. It's that warm, fuzzy, comfortable place. And uh, I mean, I, I've, I, uh, you know, I mean, I absolutely love playing with everybody that's involved in this, but I know that Nate and I, we've been together for a long time. And, and I really feel like when you talk about those, where they inter interlock, I've always felt like him and I have had that like great connection where, um, we know how to play our own thing while complementing the other at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then it does create that, that sound and it's, uh, and it's, it's a really great, um, relationship to have it's one of my favorite relationships i'm in
0: nice
1: so the fact that (laughs)
4: you
0: guys
3: sweet yeah (laughs) i love that (laughs) great
1: (laughs) um the fact that you guys recorded the album all live um were there any parts on there that were improv yeah Uh, uh,
2: yeah every time we play songs there they come out a little different and so uh in that respect they're always improv like uh there's devil's daughter i don't think i have played that song the same way twice mm. it, it probably goes for a, a few of the songs but that one in particular um just yeah it's an improv jam every time we play it
1: that's awesome so is that was that kind of uh an idea that you went in with or i don't think we're capable
3: sort of... of playing it the same way every time <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah you know it's 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 always it's funny because it's
3: like a it's a lot yeah. different now than it was when they recorded it that's for sure yeah that's oh you, you know it
4: like it, it always had to do with like i think our mood or our feelings or whatever was going on that night or even like you know, sometimes we'll be playing one song and it'll make us go, "Oh, we're gonna just go right into this other song now somehow." And then that'll, and because of the um the direction we were going, it, it'll be a completely different song. Uh, what's yeah. funny about Devil's Daughter is like that was um that whole idea came up just on uh, one night over at Brian Gedkin's. So that's oh, his it was Phil
3: Spector's house. It's Phil Spector's house. <laughs> oh, There, <laughs> we were, yeah, the gun.
4: <laughs> yeah. He was like, Get up! He's like, You guys better keep playing. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he he well, he held the proverbial gun to our heads and said, Make a song.
0: Phil <laughs> <laughs> Spector, usually yeah, so that, uses real yeah, guns, yeah. so that's nice, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
4: which i will say by the way um if uh, any listeners are out there interested um a little plug for my buddy brian um he does have a pretty dope uh studio with that at his place and so bbg sound there you go cool.
2: Cool. I, was, I went on vacation one week and so we couldn't come over to my house and so all the guys went to gedkin's house and uh yeah that's kind of the origins of devil's daughter
1: So that song was written with Brian Gutkin. Did he contribute Uh, like parts of it, or was it just sort of...
3: We showed up, just we said we didn't have anything, and he goes, you're going to have something.
1: (laughs) 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 While holding the gun to your head?
3: Yeah, so MJ and I kind of were like, well, shit, we better figure something out. So he just started playing guitar, I started playing the drums, and then it all just happened.
4: Yeah, he's got the original recording, and we literally just sat down, we played it once, and then Reaganator sat down and played it once. And and then he's like, all right, now write some words to this. And we're like, uh, so we like, yeah, we made it up right there. And uh, there that's
3: what they are.
1: So on the album, uh, you might have already said this, but were most of the songs just one take?
3: They were just, like, like MJ said earlier, they're the pick of the litter. Like we would just, we record every practice. Mm-hmm. So we would just listen to Nate or Nate would send them out. We'd all listen to them and say, yeah, that's a good one. We should keep that, put that on the record.
2: What was that process like? It was just natural. Like Devil's Daughter, for instance, they they had the basis from that uh, infamous night at Gedkin's place. And then it's I, I'm sure that it developed a lot after that night, just as we would uh, start to rehearse it every week. And so the recording that's on the record is many months or maybe even more than a year later when we finally got it to a point where we thought it was a solid song.
4: Yeah. So like, you know, we do our, our band nights are like, you know, we, we look, we have these songs we look forward to put playing cause we've, you know, curated them and massaged them to what they are and we jam them. And, and then there's also just like randomness, great jams. Like we won't even start with a song. We'll just like, some people just start playing a couple notes and then we'll just see a jam. And, So when we have these recorded sessions, then uh, once in a while we can go back and be like, hey, we really liked, you know, this particular jam. Is there something there that we may be able to develop into what becomes the songs?
0: I don't have a question. I just want to say this is so cool to find out how this all works, because I had no idea that you guys were just, I mean, they had been getting together for a long time, that all this was done live. Like, I didn't know any of the story, so... That's cool to hear. <laughs> like I said, no question. Yeah. Just telling you you got a cool thing going. So that's awesome.
3: Yeah, again, we basically got to a point where we're like, let's let's put something out. You know, we got we feel comfortable. We got a band. Let's let's do it.
4: What's funny is between just Nate and Steve and I, when we had a few years where really we were just like the three core, I don't know how many some we probably got 20, 30 other tracks that we've never done anything with. And then I I honestly couldn't tell you how many songs that we've never actually published that we have, and some of them are kind of (laughs) good.
2: Nice. (laughs) We're hoping maybe in the future we'll...
3: It won't take 10 years to make something? No,
2: I mean we'll have have (laughs) have a backlog of things that, the songs that we recorded, and we, we recorded them one track at a time, one instrument at a time, and that's how they were written, and they're I think really cool. Uh, the vocals are um, sometimes don't have a lot of confidence because they were the first take or second take or or whatever. But I think there's a lot of songs that we have already that we could uh, eventually figure out how to play live uh, in our rehearsals and then um, add them to our set and and potentially then down the road either record them the same way as rehearsal recordings, or uh, I, I think it would be fun to, to get a little bit of a grasp of how to play them and then go to a, mm-hmm. a more of a studio studio and uh, record them and, and see how they sound. Um, and then maybe, you know, there's gonna be new songs that potentially will uh, present themselves that we could add to a future record also.
1: Yeah, that's kind of one thing about that. Back to the song "Pancakes," it makes me feel nostalgic listening to those lyrics. (laughs) Like, it kind of feels like, um, like you're talking about either growing up, like, or maybe just like living in the present. You know, with like a family of your own or something. You know, like either one of those, like I feel, could work with like, you know, the lyrics you know i don't know i just really like that song nate sorry <laughs>
2: yeah that one that one has some um, i guess at least one line in it that dates it uh ps2 mm, yes which um uh, so that i guess i we could change it to ps5 wow <laughs> uh, but that sort of is is That's how long right. ago that song originated from but it's uh, I think yeah, probably every verse has um, a little different theme to it, but um, I really like the the last verse um, and it, it talks about morals and um, things you'd like to do, but you don't because it's against your morals and and then ends on pancakes for dinner, which last night, Uh, My wife and I had uh, breakfast for dinner
1: Mm. (laughs) and
2: it wasn't pancakes, but it was uh, French toast. Mm. And so, (laughs) um, but yeah, about um, 4.0 for breakfast and a teeny for lunch and things that you maybe shouldn't do, but you want to sometimes. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a, a good oldie that we revived for this album. Do you prefer French
1: toast or pancakes?
2: Oh, gosh. They're both so good. But I think probably <laughs> French toast I like a little bit better.
1: I used to like French toast. I'm more of a pancake guy as I get older, which is weird because usually I feel like pancakes are more the kids' food. I just put a, <laughs> yeah.
0: I just put a waffle on both of them. It's kind of like a breakfast turducken.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what would that be called? Be like a Panful, Uh, panful toast or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, a a French pan waffle. I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) French panful. Anyway. Yeah. French
0: cakeful. Oh, I like it.
1: Yeah, there you go. French. Yeah, French cakeful. Yeah, Mm. yeah. All delicious. As long as you just cover (laughs) it. That
0: name called it. (laughs) You got it. You got it. We won't even challenge it. That's fine. So I'm kind of the gear obsessed person. I think. Yeah between Dan and I there are a lot of effects on the guitars um this is a weird question but for those of you who use effects what what is your favorite effect
2: to use well I I guess I would say um, over the years the times when I was able to come up with a new idea for a song for instance was because i just got a new pedal or mm-hmm. guitar or keyboard and just wanting to mess around with it for the first time uh, often would um a, a new idea for a, uh, a song would come out of it and so that uh has been a great excuse to buy new gear mm-hmm. over <laughs> the years is because that would probably lead to me at least one time sitting down just to mess around with it and uh, be able to come up with a new idea. But my current uh, guitar rig is basically using a Kemper profiler, which Mm -hmm. has everything in it, like all the different effects and uh, different amp sounds. And so that's what I have been using and what I recorded all of these songs with my guitar on is the Kemper Profiler. And so it's got, uh, you know, a fair amount of delay and reverb and tremolo, and it's got a wah pedal that I can use with it. Mm -hmm. Um, My favorite sound that Nate does is the wah.
0: Yeah, that was my question, actually. What is your favorite effect that someone else uses? (laughs) 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 So, So as the group that you currently are have you guys played a lot of uh shows um no, zero. zero. do you have this any was all about getting ready
3: this was all about getting ready to play out cool
2: yep, yep. yeah we've been working on um <clears throat> lining up some shows because we are ready to to do that we don't have anything in in the works yet or any dates but we're hoping maybe Maybe raccoon motel here this winter spring. Cool. Uh, been uh, in touch with them, and who knows? Maybe locally uh, Mississippi Brew for a weeknight show, possibly. But no, we're we're ready. But uh, ideally, uh,
4: opening up for Built to Spill at Codfish Hollow. I think that's in the works, right? Oh that, yeah,
1: yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs>
3: Our agents on that one <laughs> yeah, i'm just gonna put that put that out in the universe <laughs> hope it happens yeah yeah
0: <laughs> definitely well i'd love to see you guys
3: so playing live is not probably going to sound exactly like the
0: record
3: but mm-hmm. you know because it like we were saying it it changes and we just go with whatever feels right we don't force yeah. it yeah
0: that's that's, that's exciting awesome. yeah I'm, I'm stoked so you'll have to let us know <laughs> <laughs> when that's happening so you guys uh have the 10 tigers they see record that's available on vinyl do you guys uh individually have anything else that you're working on that you want to promote or push or anything
3: um well we Steve's, have
4: a are pushing a beer <laughs> yeah, we, got a,
3: we, we, got a, we We're just discussing. We got, a, I we got a beer coming yeah. out. Nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's no, awesome. Really.
3: Contrary so, brewery. Yeah, is going to put out yes. a Twin Tiger's beer. Uh, Dusty Sides. Uh, oh, cool. Dustin right. Sides mm-hmm. organized that.
2: The label that they're making for the cans, and it's really awesome. It's using the uh, album cover for. Uh, Dreams for sale as as the background and um, yeah, it's really awesome. It's, it seems a little bit surreal that that could happen without even ever playing live or anybody knowing really much about us. And um, so yeah, that's that's super great. Um,
1: who did who did the yeah. art for that's for what your, I was going ask for the album?
2: Uh, it was
4: uh, AI generated um, through Night Cafe. And then we did some, I did some tweaking and stuff to it. But so I was generating it through, uh, through that process.
1: Cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it looks yeah. great. I like it. It does. Yeah. it's, Yeah. It's a beautiful, like, yeah, the record especially jumps out at you.
3: Yeah. I didn't know if I'd like an AI generated artwork, but it, it works.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really does. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I want to hate on it too, but I, Every time I use it, <laughs> every time I use it, I'm just like, that's fucking amazing, dude. like I can't believe how intricate and amazing the art is and I just I can't hate it which could so
4: you could pick up how I was like talking a little lower as if I was't yeah, right. sure
0: totally yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it it does make really cool stuff. I don't know what else to say,
1: yeah.
0: I can't wait for till sure. it can just write my songs and play them for me. I just, I'm so excited. <laughs> just, just push a button and be like, mm, there it is. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing That's I can do about it. Just, That's just exactly what myself. I was
2: gonna play. <laughs>
0: yeah, right.
3: <laughs> wait, actually, we didn't play anything on this record. It's all a. <laughs> <There you laughs> <go. laughs> Yeah, we well, that's what the C and AC is. It's a, uh,
4: and chat GPT.
2: <laughs> oh, it us sound like the meat puppets.
0: <laughs> we loaded every meat puppets record in, and this is what came out. The country out.
1: twang. Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs>
1: AI doing like, so uh, AI doing meat puppets.
0: Yeah. Uh, that is kind of embarrassing. I got to say that Dan and I both heard that in there, and then it was kind of like, well, shit. What if they eat well, the Meat Puppets? <laughs> you know like they're
3: not going to feel you know good what? About I gotta, that. <laughs> I got I got to say this. though. when I moved to Arizona uh when I was 18, I wasn't old enough to go see the Meat Puppets were like uh house of large sizes oh, in sure. Arizona. That mm-hmm. the same, you know, same kind of And I'd sit outside of the bar and listen to the Meat Puppets play cuz I wanted to go so bad. And then they were they're great, man. They're a great band. I mean, let's, let's not deny that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't sound so anything
0: man. like them, but they're good. They're good.
3: They're <laughs> all
1: right. <laughs> they're okay.
0: So, yeah. are you guys uh, rehearsing today, or are you just hanging out? You're just Going doing ahead. this. Well,
2: yeah. we might play. We might go ice fishing. We have a, oh, wow. a pond about hundred yards away. Wow!
0: I just got so jealous. I can't even express it.
2: You know,
4: wow. Eric, to rub it in a little bit, I'm gonna say like, I do think. Uh, and I, I think I, I kind of learned this not to gloat over Nate too much, but I, I, do think throughout my life, I've learned a lot from him growing up because he's a lot older than me. So he experienced mm-hmm. things
3: before me, but,
4: but I will say like, when it comes to like the concepts of what we were doing and why we were doing it, um, I, I can't. To express how grateful I am to think like we really did always have had this mentality. That's like, ah, oh, it's just guitar club. It's, it's our weekly poker thing that we would do only we don't play cards and we do it at religiously every Wednesday cause it's a release from yeah. the world and, and it's healthy for your mind and, and it's enjoyable. And when you don't have those expectations, I don't think people's egos get in the way and guys stay playing music for 25 years
1: right.
0: together. Yeah. Amazing. That is that is really cool. You guys have been playing so long, and I I think you can hear it. I really do. Like I like I said, with all those kind of uh, slinky intertwining viney elements,
3: like swirling, you can just tell. Swirling. swirling, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that yeah. was the word.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There definitely is. There definitely is a sense that you guys definitely know how to play off of each other and are know how to listen to each other for sure. Yeah. Like all throughout the entire record, but yeah. thanks for
3: coming yeah. on yeah. and no, thank you me. guys you get, so no, much. You guys are doing a good thing, and and it's it's great. It's, you're local, we're local, we're doing we're doing it.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad you guys were able to be on it, and you, you you put something out, and I mean it's a big deal to put something out. I think we all know that. We've all known people that have played in bands for, like you said, twenty years that they haven't done that, and so it's a, it's a line in the sand, if you will. You know what I mean? It's like, we're going from this to this. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a big deal. So I'm glad you guys did it. And I'm, it turned out really, really great. So
3: I'm glad you guys, I'm glad you guys like it. Thank you guys. Yeah,
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, if any or all of you ever want to be back on, well, we can work it out because good conversation. Great. Well, yeah, we've
4: got, we've got recipes for like sauerkrauts that we'll talk about and um, Yeah. yeah. I gotta go. I'm going to go build the garage, so I'll All see right. you guys later. All right. See, uh, see you later, MJ. Thanks.
0: All right. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much. It was super thank fun. And
1: yeah. honestly, yeah. I'll,
0: I'll come down on a Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, don't tempt down. me.
3: Put <laughs> your <seats> down. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, shit, bring A scent.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah.
3: All right. We'll, yeah. we'll make we'll, it happen. Yeah. We leave it awesome. open. You can, cool. you can do whatever you want. Cool.
0: Uh, that For real. That would be awesome. So thank you guys cool. so yeah, much.
3: Thank you. Yeah. That was awesome
0: have a good afternoon
3: this I is like a midwestern fishing. goodbye right now isn't it yeah right yes yep.
0: yeah like oh, a digital i guess we'll phone. be seeing you
3: well <laughs> yeah. well i bet it must be going well well i guess you guys I love your podcast man it's awesome yeah. thanks Thank so you much very much for seriously like that that's amazing that you give us any credit for us <laughs> I, it's
0: amazing that you're on i mean this is a rinky dink thing. You guys are seeing behind the curtain today. <laughs> like Dan and I Dan and I have seen each other in real life in person two times since this has since started. we started
1: recording this podcast together. Not a joke.
0: We don't we don't know each other. We don't, we don't um, maybe we know each other. We don't like each other. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough. I mean, to aren't see playing a other. band kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. No, but we would never be seen in public with each other. Yeah. <laughs>
3: no no. <laughs> bullshit. You guys would be eating pancakes and waffles together. No. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. We'd be making breakfast. No,
3: this is exactly how the
0: podcast is made. Except we don't share video. That that's yeah. the truth. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so you guys are working. Harder and putting out better stuff as far as I'm concerned. So
3: phenomenal. Were we'll keep going. You guys keep us motivated, man. We're cool. we'll
1: yeah.
0: Keep it going. Well, we got a symbiotic thing going now, so we'll have to deal with it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> we gotta go. We got this has wow. to
1: stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, getting, uh... <laughs> it's going to places uh, that we have yeah, never it's... traveled before. All right. That sounds <laughs> right. good, boys.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys so much again.
1: Thank you. Yep. Nice. Have a good one. Yeah. Have a great again. day, guys.
0: <laughs> oh, man. That was fun.
1: That was really fun. Yeah. A little
0: too yeah. much fun.
1: Probably. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. It was uh, a
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. good interview. Good Thank times. You. Cool.
1: Yeah, stuff. um,
0: you know, Yeah. How they came up with it, how they made it, how they did all this is truly I, a cool story. Pretty
1: incredible. Yeah. That It makes me want to see them live.
0: Mm, me too like i hope they get uh get set up with the show pretty soon that'd be cool. yeah all right well everybody 10 tigers cool guys
1: yeah absolutely that uh, we learned a lot today about um boy i'll tell you what that's that still just blows my mind about yeah you know how that band came together and,
0: mm-hmm. and really how good the recording stuff. was made really recording,
1: cool. recording really cool guys and yeah. yeah go out and check them out mm-hmm. and uh i encourage you all to uh if you can uh it's 25 dollars. but i'm telling you it's 25 dollars well spent nice um, if you definitely if you enjoy this kind of music any of the uh the stuff that we we've compared it to it's it's fantastic so yep good stuff uh, go to band thanks camp for listening. check it out yep go yeah. to band camp and uh bye
0: oh shit
1: <laughs> i guess we're doing that <laughs> I
0: guess we're done. Okay, everybody. Bye.